Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome to Seeking Culture. I'm your host, Sabrina. We're on Renegade Nation Talk Radio. And I just wanted to talk to you today about motivation. I don't know about you guys, but for me, it took me a while to figure out what I wanted to do. And I had to figure out how to motivate myself in order to do it. So for the longest time, I was working at a job that I couldn't stand, but it paid the bills. How many of you are doing that right now? It's a grind. You wake up early. You know you got to hit the floor running, but the last thing you want to do is get up. So you turn around and you hit the snooze, and next thing you know, you're leaving for work late, and you just have this feeling like there's so much more that's out there, so much more that you could be doing. And so I did this one particular job for over seven years, and I just hated the fact that I was compromising myself, that I was settling. And it was right around the time everybody started talking about finding your passion. You know, Oprah was big on it. You know, you need to find your passion. You need to be working your purpose. You need to be making a difference in life. You have to, you know, just show up and be your authentic self. I mean, I can't even tell you how many times I heard that. And if you are around my age, which is over 40, then you would have heard that same thing over and over again. It was, it was like such a, such a pressurized thing. Like, you know, you have to make something happen. Well, the problem is, is like half the time you don't know what you want to make happen. So it was a lot of pressure. It truly was. And so, like I said, here I am working at this job for over seven years. And um, six months prior to my leaving this job, I had an epiphany. Several years prior, I had been in a car accident and I realized that time on earth is short. So you only have the one life and you have to figure out what you're gonna do with it to make it matter, to make it count, to make it meaningful. So six months prior to leaving this job, I decided that I was going to do something to shake it up. And I didn't know exactly what that was. And I happened to be talking to a friend of mine during lunch one day at work. And uh, I mean, I was nothing. I was a peon at this company that I was working at. And their whole motto was do more with less. But it just, it was a grind, like I said. So I was talking to my friend who happened to be a very positive person and and she just kept things simple, right? And so I asked her, what do you do? What do you do to keep yourself motivated in life? And she said that she set goals for herself. And I was like, okay, like what kind of goals? And she said that she had been training to run in the Boston Marathon. So The marathon, for you guys who don't know, it's 26.2 miles. It used to be considered an an extreme sport, but now they have 
100 mile marathons, 150 mile marathons. I mean, they're upping the limit. But at one time, 26.2 miles was considered extreme. So I said, really? I said, well, that sounds amazing. Um, You run every day to train for this one marathon. And she said, well, yeah, but that's not the thing. She says, I complete interim, interim goals. And I said, really? I said, well, what does that look like? And she said, well, she runs other marathons until she met her goal of qualifying for the Boston Marathon. And I forget right now the particulars of like how long it had to be. I'm sure it had to be under eight hours, um, probably under four but uh, more likely it was probably under four. But the thing is, is she had set interim goals in order to get herself uh, or keep herself motivated until she reached her goal of qualifying for the Boston Marathon. So she was running a marathon every six months uh, in order to keep herself excited. And so it was never a marathon that was in the same city. She was always going to a different different place, um, you know, taking two days before and two days after the marathon to actually get into the the city. And I said, my gosh, that sounds amazing. And then all of a sudden it hit me. I said to her, what does it feel like when they put the medal around your neck? Now she had run repeated marathons. So she actually had a lot of medals, quite a few. And on that day, I don't know why, but she upped the ante for me. She said that she refused to share what that felt like because she wanted me to earn it for myself. And I was a little taken aback because it had never occurred to me (laughs) to run a marathon. And I don't think that that's outlandish. I think it's normal that no one ever considers running a marathon. I mean, have you ever considered running a marathon? I mean, it's just really not something you do unless you're athletically inclined, unless you know other people who have done it, unless it's something that you truly, truly feel like, you know, it's something you even want to do. But if it doesn't even occur to you, you don't even know you want to do it. So when she said that to me, I had to sit with that. And I thought about it. And I thought about it. And after about a week, I went back to her and I said, you know what? I want to know what it feels like. And I want to do what you do. So we signed up for um, a Roadrunners running club and I started showing up. And for people who are avid goal setters, risk takers, half of the battle they know is showing up. So I just showed up and it was once a week, Sunday in the morning, and we would go out and run. Now, it, it wasn't like they were starting you off at the 26.2 miles. That's crazy, right? How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So we start out with half a mile, then a mile. And they were giving us exercises that you would do in the meantime, right? Strength, strength training. They gave us uh, nutritional advice. They had outlines for us on how we can increase our mileage. And every Sunday, (coughs) excuse me, we would meet and we would run as a club, as a group. 
And it never really mattered where you were. If you were at the beginning, if you were at the end, you just had to show up. I'll be right back. This is Seeking Culture with your host, Sabrina, on Renegade Talk Radio. And we're talking about the time I ran a marathon. So there I am showing up every Sunday, just putting my all into it. One foot in front of the other, just staying focused on this goal of running this marathon. They told me that if I followed all these rules, followed all these steps, that I too could indeed complete a marathon. So I kept showing up, kept putting forth the effort. It, it changed my life. It made me start to realize that I was the one who was setting the limits on my life that I truly could accomplish anything that I wanted. But I still had a nagging feeling because I hadn't run the 26.2 miles yet. I didn't have anything to really prove that I could do it. I mean, I just had this feeling like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense if I show up and I keep doing it and I keep working it. Yeah, I mean, it stands to reason, right? Anything that you put forth effort toward that it'll come true, right? But but I had nothing, you know, hard and no hard proof. I mean, I've seen people, I had seen people, multiple uh, medal winners, multiple marathon runners were there, repeat offenders, let's say. But I just wasn't one of them yet. I wasn't legit yet. So, marathon day came. And I was freaked out. There was a whole group of us. The energy level was high. It was amazing. I ran the inaugural Las Vegas Marathon on the Strip. On the Strip. Because prior to that, the marathon in Nevada was, you know, they would drop you off in searchlight and you'd have to run yourself back into town with headlamps because they'd drop you off so early in the morning. But this particular marathon was really important because it was the first one that would take place on the Strip. And at every mile marker, they had something exciting. They had the flying Elvises. They had the running Elvises. They had gospel choirs. They had people getting married at different mile markers. They had uh, bands cheering us on and into the next mile. And it really was something special. It was hype. They started it off with fireworks and everybody was really excited. And I was in the middle of all of that. And I just did what I had learned to do one foot in front of the other. And I continued to do that. And I'm not, you know, I'm not here to tell you that it wasn't hard. I'm not here trying to tell you that you have to run a marathon to change your life. The thing is, is you decide what your marathon's gonna be, right? It could be a metaphor for anything, but mine just happened to be a marathon. I mean, she put it to me. She said that she wasn't gonna share what that feeling felt like. And I don't know if it was my ego, but I needed to know what it felt like to be a winner and have somebody place a medal around my neck. So there I am, one foot in front of the other, and I'm not even gonna lie and tell you that I ran the whole way. So many things went wrong. I had an iPad that at the time it had just come out. So it was like the first edition of the iPod. So it looked like a little stick, right? And you could store your music on it. And I put it underneath my bra strap because at the time they didn't have anything for you to affix it to. 
and I was sweating so much that it short-circuited. I shocked myself. And that was like maybe two hours in. And hello, I had no music. So I had to run the rest of the way in between, in between mile markers in complete silence with only the sound of other runners either in front of me, behind me, to the side of me. And it was daunting. And then I did it. I said to myself, you will not stop. You will not stop. You will continue. You will finish. You cannot stop. So I had started to think about how can I get myself like a rhythm And I started saying, I'm happy, healthy, and whole. I'm I'm happy, healthy, and whole. And it just started to get stronger. I started to get stronger. And next thing you know, the miles were going by. I'm seeing everybody cheering. I'm seeing people with signs. I'm hearing them clap. I'm hearing the bands. I'm seeing people getting married. I'm starting to be aware of the people that were around me, not just the sound of their feet. I started to really be present in the moment. I saw the people running in different costumes, people who were running together, people who were running for a cause. I mean, have you ever seen people motivated by a cause? I mean, there were people who were running for people who had cancer, but different forms of cancer. People who were running in memory of someone who had made a difference in their life who no longer was there. They were running for people who couldn't run for themselves. And it really was something that was just so beautiful, so moving. It took me outside of myself. And I was back there on those days when it was just me and the pavement when I was training. And I like to tell people that I came in in front of the guy with the wheelchair who happened to be last but you know what it's like what they say when you're a doctor what is the difference between a doctor who got A's in school and a doctor who got D's in school nothing their degree says doctor so 26.2 miles were run that day And people were completing their marathon by hook or by crook. And I was one of them. And it changed my life. Because I like to say that I changed religions 26.2 miles. And it wasn't the, or 26.2 times. And it wasn't the 26 miles that almost killed me. It was the .2. I think that when you set goals for yourself, no matter how small they are, making your bed, getting up five minutes earlier just so you could have that cup of coffee in silence. I think it makes a difference. It changes who you are all the way down to your DNA. I I promise you, I, I really believe that because it starts setting you up for success. So I completed the marathon and like all marathons, once you complete it, you have to run a little bit of a way to get out of everybody's way and run towards the person who's holding your medal. And when that loop of the necklace or the the ribbon, really, 
slipped over my neck and I felt the weight of the metal against my chest, I knew that I had changed. I knew that I was now a person who was no longer going to be without a vision for myself. I knew that from that day forward that I would be somebody who was a forward thinker, who was interested in life, and who would be setting goals for herself. All right, I'm going to leave you with that, and I'll come back in just a moment. This is Seeking Culture on Renegade Talk Radio. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. This is Seeking Culture with your host, Sabrina, on Renegade Talk Radio. And we're talking about the time I ran a marathon. So there I am showing up every Sunday, just putting my all into it. One foot in front of the other, just staying focused on this goal of running this marathon. They told me that if I followed all these rules, followed all these steps, that I too could indeed complete a marathon. So I kept showing up kept putting forth the effort it it changed my life it made me start to realize that I was the one who was setting the limits on my life that I truly could accomplish anything that I wanted but I still had a nagging feeling because I hadn't run the 26.2 miles yet I didn't have anything to really prove that I could do it. I mean, I just had this feeling like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense if I show up and I keep doing it and I keep working it. Yeah, it, I mean, it stands to reason, right? Anything that you put forth effort toward, that it'll come true, right? But but I had nothing, you know, hard and no hard proof. I mean, I've seen people, I had seen people, multiple uh, medal winners, multiple marathon runners were there, repeat offenders, let's say but I just wasn't one of them yet. I wasn't legit yet. So, marathon day came and I was freaked out. There was a whole group of us. The energy level was high. It was amazing. I ran the inaugural Las Vegas marathon on the strip, on the strip, because prior to that, the marathon in Nevada was you know, they would drop you off in searchlight and you'd have to run yourself back into town with headlamps because they'd drop you off so early in the morning. But this particular marathon was really important because it was the first one that would take place on the strip. And at every mile marker, they had something exciting. They had the flying Elvises. They had the running Elvises. They had gospel choirs. They had people getting married at different mile markers. They had uh, bands cheering us on and into the next mile. And it really was something special. It was hype. They started it off with fireworks and everybody was really excited. And I was in the middle of all of that. And I just did what I had learned to do. One foot in front of the other. And I continued to do that. And I'm not, you know, I'm not here to tell you that it wasn't hard. I'm not here trying to tell you that you have to run a marathon to change your life. The thing is, is 
you decide what your marathon's going to be, right? It could be a metaphor for anything, but mine just happened to be a marathon. I mean, she put it to me. She said that she wasn't going to share what that feeling felt like. And I don't know if it was my ego, but I needed to know what it felt like to be a winner and have somebody place a medal around my neck. So there I am, one foot in front of the other. And I'm not even going to lie and tell you that I ran the whole way. So many things went wrong. I had an iPad that at the time it had just come out. So it was like the first edition of the iPod. So it looked like a little stick, right? And you could store your music on it. And I put it underneath my bra strap because at the time they didn't have anything for you to affix it to. And I was sweating so much that it short circuited. I shocked myself. That was like maybe two hours in. Hello? I had no music, so I had to run the rest of the way in between between mile markers in complete silence with only the sound of other runners, either in front of me, behind me, to the side of me, and it was daunting. And then I did it. I said to myself, you will not stop. You will not stop. You will continue you will finish. You cannot stop. So I had started to think about how can I get myself like a rhythm? And I started saying, I'm happy, healthy, and whole. I'm I'm happy, healthy, and whole. And it just started to get stronger. I started to get stronger and next thing you know, the miles were going by. I'm seeing everybody cheering. I'm seeing people with signs. I'm hearing them clap. I'm hearing the bands. I'm seeing people getting married. I'm starting to be aware of the people that were around me, not just the sound of their feet. I started to really be present in the moment. I saw the people running in different costumes, people who were running together, people who were running for a cause. I mean, have you ever seen people motivated by a cause? I mean, there were people who were running for people who had cancer, but different forms of cancer. People who were running in memory of someone who had made a difference in their life who no longer was there. They were running for people who couldn't run for themselves. And it really was something that was just so beautiful, so moving. It took me outside of myself. And I was back there on those days when it was just me and the pavement when I was training. And I like to tell people that I came in in front of the guy with the wheelchair who happened to be last. But you know what? It's like what they say when you're a doctor. What is the difference between a doctor who got A's in school and a doctor who got D's in school. Nothing. Their degree says doctor. So 26.2 miles were run that day and people were completing their marathon by hook or by crook and I was one of them. And it changed my life because I like to say that I changed religions 26.2 miles and it wasn't the or 26.2 times and it wasn't the 26 miles that almost killed me. It was the point two. I think that when you set goals for yourself, no matter how small they are, making your bed, getting up five minutes earlier just so you could have that cup of coffee in silence, I think it makes a difference. It changes who you are 
all the way down to your DNA. I, I promise you, I, I really believe that because it starts setting you up for success. So I completed the marathon and like all marathons, once you complete it, you have to run a little bit of a way to get out of everybody's way and run towards the person who's holding your medal. And when that loop of the necklace or the, the ribbon really slipped over my neck and I felt the weight of the metal against my chest, I knew that I had changed. I knew that I was now a person who was no longer going to be without a vision for myself. I knew that from that day forward that I would be somebody who was a forward thinker, who was interested in life, and who would be setting goals for herself. And so that's important. Figure out what your marathon is and go and run it. And remember, the marathon is just a metaphor for your next goal, your next challenge. All right, I'm going to leave you with that. And I'll come back in just a moment. This is Seeking Culture on Renegade Talk Radio.